All right, welcome everyone to this new episode of Drunken Jurors. I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. And we have a we have a special one this week. We have a we have another one of our wonderful guests for Drunken Jurors. Everyone, welcome Ben from the History Voyager podcast. Hey, thanks everybody. Um, yeah. So, how you doing? I have a podcast. I started out as a deep dive in Spanish flu, COVID nineteen. Um, I was the fifteenth most downloaded podcast on COVID for a while, long while. I was up there oh. with NPR, et cetera, and so on. Yeah, and now I just talk to people about the world, talk to regular folks about the world. So cool. And yeah, we. Were- so you were the one that reported that uh, COVID was spread by five G. That was you? Uh, no, no, actually, no. I was actually, I was so early on, I was telling people it wasn't spread by the phone system, which I thought was a little strange. Yeah, that one, as, as someone who is in the conspiracy lane, that was a bit much even for me. My, um, my favorite conspiracy about COVID was that it's actually, we're not getting shots to... For, uh, we're not getting vaccines they're actually injecting us with tr- uh trackers um which if the government has that kind of money we know people in the military who don't get trackers <laughs> put on them i was not injected into i was bodies, gonna say so. the the u.s army gets a five hundred thousand dollar radio that works sometimes <laughs> in a mountain area uh yeah. most of the time your yeah. cell phone will work better than that radio <laughs> but hey we're injecting fa- every person in America with a tracker. So my yeah. favorite COVID conspiracy was um, was the trackers as well. But it's like, but here's why: it's like, fellas, people, your phone, your phone could track you. Yeah, honestly, uh, they already have the capabilities. <laughs> I actually but, carry my cell phone in a Faraday cage. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean. Nick has a lead case that he has his phone in. Now, you might be wondering, Nick, doesn't that defeat the purpose of a cell phone? You would be correct. <laughs> also, Faraday cages, very expensive. Oh, God. I, do, I don't think I knew what a Faraday cage was until like five years ago. Maybe I did. But I still, think yeah. I learned what a Faraday cage was from NCIS. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, what a great generation we are, right? <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to learn what a Faraday cage is? <laughs> you know, that's true. Uh, this week, I'm I'm drinking some whiskey. I'm having some Evan Williams. I'm having some truly wild berry vodka with some Sprite. It's gross. Uh, uh-huh. I'm drinking Bud Light Lime. Also, for those wondering, a Faraday cage is a wire cage that prevents uh, wireless signals from... <laughs> Reaching it, passing to and two and forth. I honestly thought you were saying ferret a cage, and it's no, a cage <laughs> ferrets. Yep. No. No. Well, so there I mean, was a guy. Is... There was a guy named Ferret, and he had a middle initial A, mm-hmm. and you know he's it's actually a cage. related to Nicholas Cage. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. What it was. Okay. Uh, All right. You really yeah. reached for that low fruit, didn't you, Adam? <laughs> yeah. Really going for that one there. Mm. All right. So this week's case, we have a, another interesting one. We're actually on a sweet roll here of having some def- decent cases we're talking about. Okay. Um, this one is about Colleen Stan. 
It's and weird watching you look down at your Yeah, I know. Right it's, it's weird. I don't like it. I should <laughs> it's just really tape unsettling. I should ta- tape them to my monitor. I, I thought you were really focused bit. on pouring your so, drink. No. I have a question. I have a question, though. Are all these murders like in the Midwest or what? No, no. We no. cover a little bit of everything. We do European 1800s, literally everything. I'm wow. I'm uh, passionate for uh, 19th century German murders. I'm an aficionado, oh, wow. if you will. I feel like that's a lie. There's not, actually it is, a, it is. Yeah. There's actually a show that I listened to called Dark Histories. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it. I think the guy was a hairdresser, or is was I don't know, but it's a really interesting show about murders in the past. It's really really cool. There's a new one out right now about a Belgian kidnapper and murderer and okay. pedophile from the 1990s that like mm. that case single-handedly destroyed the Belgian national police. <laughs> it's actually really good. Like I've been listening to it. Uh, you're going to, it's called uh, La Monstra, uh, but it's really good. Yeah. Highly recommend. It's like an iHeartRadio thing. You basically just cover like, so we'll like prepare in advance like our bigger episodes like uh like chris watts we did in advance like research and stuff and then while we're doing that we'll just do some like little one hitter type stuff and we've been on a one hitter for a while since we were so busy recording (laughs) guest Uh, episodes next when's the black hand one coming out (sighs) when are are we recording that that, uh before next tuesday okay Um, (laughs) it's only been pushed back three weeks (laughs) We don't talk about that. <laughs> All right. So Colleen Stan, um, she ended up, she had two sisters and her parents were divorced. She only saw her dads on the weekends. And um, but at the age of 14, she ended up moving in with her dad because her mom was not a very great mother. And she hated being around her stepdad, who was very much a person who believed that kids should be seen and not heard. Mm. So one of those wonderful human beings. So she ended up at 14 moving in with him. Uh, her senior year, she dropped out and got married, and it only lasted a year. So then she returned back home, and then three months later, she moved to Eugene, Oregon, with three friends, and that's where we're pretty much going to pick up on where this case starts to really get a little crazy. I think that might be the worst place to move to if you're just going to pick Eugene, up and move out of high school. Yeah, that sounds like a horrible place. I don't know anything about it. This is going to be the uh, niche thing that you're going to be really pissed off about that I didn't I, look up a lot of. To be fair, I know Eugene, Oregon from somewhere, and I don't remember exactly what, but it wasn't a good thing. It was like a Nike? really bad thing also. Where is Nike? Uh, Portland, I believe. Or just south of Portland. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, something's I know. I know. In, something's in Eugene. I know. I know something's in Eugene. Yeah, it sounds. Oh, I'm going to look it up. Maybe was that Amazon? Was Amazon founded in Eugene? No, that's Seattle. Is that Seattle? Oh no, Nick. Fact check that. Yeah, I'm 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 doing it. A little bit of effort never hurt anyone. No, so, it, Nike Corporation was founded in Eugene. Oh shit. Yeah. I remembered. Haha. Uh-huh. I don't Yeah, he's better than us already. That's where I remember it from. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking suburb of So on May 19th of nineteen ninety-seven. Colleen decided to hitchhike 400 miles to surprise a friend for their birthday. All right. When is this again? <laughs> Hold on. I, I literally just said Hold the on. date, Nick. Sorry. Sorry. No, Wait. I was looking at Eugene. 1997. That's a little late. 1977. Okay. 1977. Yeah, right. that's about right for hitchhiking days. For like the oh, peak okay. of hitchhiking. But then did she walk 500 more? Shut, Shut up. up. Go away. Get, <laughs> Get out of here. You're, you're fired. <laughs> 
You do all the work. You're fired. Walk 500 miles. Okay. <laughs> so, god damn it. So she did. Uh, after a while, she ended up getting to a spot where she rejected a ride from a bunch of guys because uh, she thought it was weird and that they were going to do something bad to her. But uh, I'm just going to do a little foreshadowing. Uh, she fucking chose the worst uh, scenario. Oh. Um, next came up a couple that asked her for a ride. It was a man, a woman, and uh, their eight-month-old baby. She accepted the ride because they were going exactly well they said they were going exactly where she was going um well while on the drive the couple didn't speak to her but the man only uh stared at her weirdly through the rearview mirror the entire time and then remember kids if you're going to be hitchhiking long directions go in the opposite direction of your destination that's how you can make sure that they're not a killer huh this already feels like a like a what a criminal minds episode or yeah (laughs) it's it's not well i feel like every 1970s like murder was a fucking criminal minds episode i love 1970s horror i i I mean i do not to not to move off the beam but i love 1970s horror my favorite horror or period i guess after a while they ended up stopping for a bathroom break um but when she came back there was a strange wooden box contraption on the back seat next to her because you know reason it doesn't have a strange wooden box <laughs> in the back of their car it's weird the box the on one box. the weird thing is the box on one side had a hole in it hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, where i keep my offhand gun so once they were uh, driving the couple said that they were going to check out some ice caves and colleen said that it was fine if they went and stopped there so they ice ended caves? up driving ice caves? yeah they're in northern california okay like, so like which I guess in the middle of May, shit. I guess in the middle of May probably has a bunch of ice caves. I, I don't fucking know anything. Hey, what about kind it. of paper did you use? Loose leaf computer paper? Oh my god, Nicholas! Yeah, it's a notepad. Just curious. Yeah, thanks for asking. Leave me alone, Adam. <laughs> I'm curious about this man's notes. Ballpoint so, or gel? Ballpoint, of course. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, so then they end up going driving Who uses up in the mountains. Gel anymore? Gel? What? Gel pens are better. <laughs> the g2 the g2 pilots where it's at jesus fuck <laughs> <They hate you. laughs> so they went up in the mountains when they got to uh when they got to a nice secluded area the wife and the baby ended up walking down to a stream and while they did that the husband jumped into the back seat and with a knife he put, put it to her throat and handcuffed her after that he put on a full head gag that basically covered the entire lower half he put it on himself (laughs) i was like that's a power move man (laughs) jesus just hop in the back seat put a ball gag in (laughs) this is more for me than you uh yeah so he he ends up handcuffing her um after he puts the full head gag on he then puts the wooden box around her head and closes it on the inside is a bunch of carpet i saw a picture of this thing horrifying there's Are like you about to say sh- carpenter there's... nails. No, no, it's it's like shag carpeting put on the inside to like muffle noise. I would just do everything in my power to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd banging my head trying to break my neck. It was the pictures were awful. Like shag carpeting. That <laughs> sounds like seventies man cancer. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that, that joke's too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they then drove around for a while until it became night so they could sneak her into their house. And once uh, it did become night and they got her in the house, they took her straight to the basement, took the box off of her, and then... And then put an entire just bundle of shag carpeting around her. No. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we'll get to a bigger box later. I don't like... <laughs> I don't like what you're saying to me. He then he then stood her on top of a like on top of like a table, restrained her hands and wrists above her head onto a hook by a chain, and then kicked out the box from under her and left her there, just dangling mm. by her wrists. Huh. Mm. The jokes I have are too much, so <laughs> I, there's nothing I can do here. I don't know what you want from me. Okay. Can you dial it back a little bit so I can get in here with some funnies? No, because this just gets worse. Oh, oh man. Wow. <laughs> uh, once she was up and the box was out from under her, he, took off her, he cut off her clothes. And then once restrained, he started to whip her. Once it stopped, she was trying to look around, but she had a blindfold on. So all she could see was just basically like straight down. Uh, she looked around and beneath her, she did see a pile of BDSM magazines open to a woman hanging in the same exact position she was. So I wonder where he got that idea. And then uh, when she looked a little bit farther, she just saw the couple having sex on the floor next to her. <laughs> and then wow. after she escaped, she wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. So, is, well, we a... got seven and a half more years before that happens. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know that exact date? <laughs> Because that's how long she was in captivity, and this is in the first day. Oh, I thought you meant like that was when the book was written. I'm like, that doesn't seem right. God, no, that would have been a wildly specific (laughs) time. How do you know that exactly? Jeff knows exactly the moment Fifty Shades of Grey was being written. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know it was written on a Blackberry? I heard somewhere that that was was a fan novel. for. It's a uh, Harry Styles One Direction fanfic. (laughs) Not Harry Styles, it's but not right. what was it's it? Like um, fanfic, it's, a tw- it? it's like a Twilight fanfic, isn't it? It's like Twilight with Harry Styles. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't I don't think Harry Styles was a thing when that was written. One Direction was a thing. I'm so confused. <laughs> okay. When did Run Direction become a thing? And hold on, I'm laughing. That doesn't sound but which right. one was it? Like was 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 um Fifty Shades the fanfic of Twilight, or was Twilight the fanfic of Fifty Shades? I feel like it Twilight would have been. came first. Yeah. Yeah. All I remember was, like, you know, I'd be traveling on the train, oh. and all the ladies would be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. All right, Adam, train. you win. You win this round. <laughs> Fucking Fifty Shades of Grey, or Fifty Shades of Grey was written in eleven. Uh, One Direction was founded in two thousand ten. You you win this round. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. The timeline doesn't seem quite right, but but remember they were already famous from the British. Uh, X Factor. No, they were literally. Wait, what? That's how they got their start. They were on the British X Factor. I know nothing about. And then Simon Cowell put them back in One Direction. I know, like, what? We we all have never left One Direction. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Simon Cowell put them together. No, Jeff, this is more important. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Harry Styles is in the MCU now, so this is this is yeah, what facts but, we like, need to know. Is Eternals really a movie? Like, did anyone actually watch it? <laughs> Morgan just texted me Harry Styles question. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, you guys need a guest? <laughs> Are you guys interviewing him? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell her that. So. 
her abductors were Cameron Hooker and Janice uh, Hooker. Uh, Cameron was 23, and he was a lumberyard worker. I, I not... hardly know her. Shut the fuck up. So you are disgracing the reputation of this podcast, Nicholas. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that joke was what did us in. <laughs> so the documentary. Oh, God damn. I always forget sources. God damn it. Hold on. <laughs> We're this. never gonna remember that. No, just no. do it at the end and then put it at the no, beginning. No, you do it at the end. You do it literally. The last sound in the episode is the sources. No do the roar just and you just list all the sources. <laughs> um, I watched the. It was the an A and E like two part documentary called Colleen Stand Girl in the Box. That's where I got this from. Uh, I they didn't really talk much about uh Cameron's early life, but. The only things I could find was that there isn't a lot known about his early life, but he was born in Alturas, California on November 5th, 1953. His family moved often during his childhood, and then they settled in Red Bluff in 1969. 1972, he graduated from high school and he began to work at a local lumber mill, which is what he did the entire time, and he met Janice the next year. Uh, Janice was only 15 at the time, and he she was abused by her family and then abused by him. Uh, she was extremely submissive, and she basically just took any of the bondage and sadomasochism that he gave her. So that's a little bit of him. So after after they got done having sex in front of her, he then unhooked her, put the box back on her head, then put her body into another box, which had um, which had like hooks for her hands and feet to spread them out like completely. And then it had a hole on the top. So her head could stick out with the other box on top of her head. Was there shab carpeting in this box? I do not believe so. No, it was just a wooden oh, thank box. God. I literally, I would somehow kill myself. Nick's having nightmares about. Shag I'm, real, I'm really not a fan of shag. Car- it's like scratchy's gross. <laughs> yes. That, that is the problem with this case. <laughs> Was the was interior fine? Like <laughs> the interior design of the fucking box on her <laughs> yeah. head was the problem here. So uh, left her there throughout the night. Next morning, uh, Cameron removed both of the boxes and then chained her to a table with her arms spread wide open, and then uh, put her head back in the box because for some reason he had to take it off first, and then he left. Probably had a feeder. Uh, yeah. So basically, how that worked was he would feed her and then she had a designated time of day where she was allowed to go to the bathroom and he watched her while she did it so cute oh yeah <laughs> shut up <laughs> i hate that god damn it so uh, this is this happens for a while this just goes on for months of her being locked in the basement and basically him and his wife having sex in front of her while like whipping her or something uh so the vibe after three days, her roommates obviously obviously started to worry as they uh, found out that she never arrived at their other friend's place. So they then filed a missing re- persons report, but after weeks and months went by with nothing, they ended up uh, starting their own search and filing missing, missing persons uh, reports along the route that she would have taken while hitchhiking. How Fun the fact, fuck they know what that would have been. the 70s, this was all done with carrier pigeon. <laughs> Pony Express didn't come by that often. <laughs> This goes on with her in the basement for over a year. No one hearing anything from her, seeing her, nothing. Then after um, after a year, Cameron moved all of them out to a mobile home outside of the town. 
And since there was no basement, he built a ventilated box underneath him and his wife's waterbed. Wow. And that Wait. was where she would stay. What? Uh, I don't like it. I'm also I really against the waterbed thing. How are you picking out all the bad, like the things that aren't that bad? As the bad things. <laughs> Waterbeds are weird. <laughs> so did she just not go to the store, or like what was the deal? Like was she like physically like I mean handcuffed and chained? Yeah, she or? was always chained and handcuffed too. Okay. So every night she was put back in those boxes, and then during the day she would be brought yeah. out and like chained up. Um. Okay. So next question. And maybe you covered this, and maybe I just wasn't listening. But did he do this before? We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> oh, joy. Okay. But yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I'm just because you know you're you're bopping along, living your life. You know what I want? I want to change somebody up. That's a, yeah. I mean, just think about like all the logistics involved. In I that. mean, it's a choice. Like, well, right. Just saying. Yeah, you I feel there, like there has to be a lot of planning. I mean, like for or, that to be his first time or, to be able to, or pull like that you off. know, you're gonna go, you're gonna hit up the neighbors, his childhood neighbors, and they're gonna, be, yeah, he was killing, he was killing cats, he was killing kittens and puppies and birds and, yeah, for real, fucking, be an adult and shoot a stranger, like really, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That might be a bit much. No, 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 no. no, that's that's that is that is the line. <laughs> that's, that's, is that the line? That's it. We found it. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna put that we on. We found a shirt. it for the day. We're gonna put that on a shirt with Nick's like Nick giving a thumbs up and on the bottom of it being like being be an adult and shoot a stranger. Nick approved. Well, then the then those junior like that junior hockey league or whatever it is is gonna like re- release a statement. We did not. We do not condone that. <laughs> you know like all right i hate it <laughs> every night uh she would be suspended and whipped um sometimes he would also he built this like handmade machine like homemade machine with chains that like he would basically stretch her with the chains like from her arms and her feet and just stretch her out well what i was gonna say was i remember like years and years ago i remember hearing this story about like there was a kid that basically sauntered into his like elementary middle school you know guidance counselor's office one day and said hi i was kidnapped when i was six or something like that why does that sound familiar (laughs) because it's a famous case oh yeah it's literally a famous case this guy (laughs) this dude like he kidnapped his child and just raised this kid as his own kid i think maybe there was some sexual stuff too but he basically tried to raise the kid like his own kid and the kid went along with it for years and then the the guy found another kid and so the kid like literally sauntered into the middle school or maybe it was even high school principals or guidance counselor was like hey i was kidnapped when i was seven or whatever i mean it was this reminds me a lot of that yeah just saying yeah she was 20 when she was abducted so i don't think i mentioned that also somehow i wrote notes and got them out of order so we're gonna go back a little bit before they moved to the mobile home how did Um, you do that i don't know man this is why i shouldn't be allowed to handwrite notes 
Um, <laughs> so every night she was suspended and whipped and he uh, at one point threatened to remove her vocal cords. That's how he got her to stay quiet. Um, then after a while, he ended up making a room under the cellar stairs and started giving her like random jobs to do around like the house. And one of the, the first one he did was shucking walnuts. Which was an odd one, like a shit ton of walnuts. I don't fucking know why. Um, well, I mean, the guy was crazy. I mean, let's go. Let's start there. True. You know, <laughs> and he, he is he does work as a, like at a lumber yard, so I guess walnuts could be easily obtainable in the plethora, depending on what trees. I mean, plus, with. I mean, it strikes me that if you're kidnapping people, like you're not you're not going to be a fan of going to the store too much. Like you're not going to want to leave that person alone. Right. Yeah. For very long. Well, that's kind of what his wife was for. She was a stay at home mom. So she basically watched her while he was gone at work. (laughs) Wait. Oh, you said there was a kid there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, they had an eight month old. Which is like the weird thing to me, how that worked out. So wait, hang on. She's there for seven and a half years. So that kid ends up being eight. Yeah. Like that kid's eight, eight plus years. I mean, eventually that kid's gonna be like so there's a kid there's a woman sort of in the basement what's that about like or eventually like she's sleeping under my parents waterbed i mean like, maybe that's maybe because well here's well here's the question. only one of those babies <laughs> one of those. yeah well here's the question though did the kid i mean did the kid have friends that the kid went went to see him yeah, like, well, I assume the see? father wouldn't have allowed anyone over at all, ever. And the, the kid did go to public school, because we'll get into that a little okay. bit later. All right. So he then gave her a contract to sign to Ooh. make her his slave for life. He told her that he was a part it's of a power... Biden. No, no, <laughs> as the legal expert here, no. <laughs> he said he was a part of a powerful slave trade called, quote-unquote, the company. Oh, that's the um, CIA. <laughs> So she she ended up signing it. She had already been there for nine months, and she uh, she just kind of gave up on hope of being found after that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. after she signed it, uh, she was given a nightgown and allowed to do chores upstairs. Um, Janice, his wife, uh, fucking hated her with a passion because he was so like into having a slave that she felt neglected and that he liked her more even though he beat her. So, so it's very Joker Harley Quinn vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Uh, one day he brought her upstairs and tied her to his bed. And then uh, they he raped her. His wife uh, mm-hmm. got immediately extremely upset because apparently the reason he was allowed to have a slave was if she were to get another, so she could have another baby and he was only supposed to have sex with Janice, his wife. So he was allowed to have a slave to do all of his bondage weird shit, but she wanted a baby. So he was only allowed to have sex with her. So he secretly started having sex with Colleen when his <laughs> wife wasn't home. <laughs> and he used a condom so oh, he wouldn't impregnate oh. her. How how considerate. Yeah. So well, that's I mean, when... if you think about it, I mean if you think about it, that baby would would cause people to ask questions. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying that that would cause people to ask questions. 
Yeah, that's true. Just a baby that looks nothing like your fucking you or your wife. Well, not only that, but you're bringing. You have to take the baby eventually, unless you feel it. Unless you fill up the birth and the baby at home. Yeah, you got to take some. You got to take somebody to the hospital. Right. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of. I don't know. Just this case being in the '70s and the amount of shit that somehow slid by, because it doesn't get better. Like she gets, we'll start getting into it. She gets more and more freedom, and doesn't yeah. ever. Nothing's ever found out. That's Stockholm syndrome for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then yeah. after after the years when they moved to the mobile home and he built the ventilated box underneath the waterbed. Okay, um, wait, wait. So they're not in the mobile home yet. No, no, no. I had to backtrack because oh, I yeah. fucked up notes. So yeah, that was right. all during that first year when she was in, when they were in the first house. And now oh. we're going into the mobile home and all that, her sleeping under the waterbed every night. And uh, mm. while she was in there, she had to use a bedpan while in the box, which I don't know how the fuck you managed to do that while laying down, but I guess it worked. Then uh, while she was down there, she learned that uh, he also tortured his wife as he was, you know, he's obviously a sadist, so his sexual urges are violent usually and as you're underneath them you're going to be around for when they have sex and also uh she had it sounds like she gave birth to their second child at home and she was in the box underneath the bed when that happened oh yeah yeah still don't get how no one found anything then either but my god over this do they live in like the middle of fucking nowhere, like off a fucking logging road? They, uh, yeah, like the mountainous areas of. Okay, I was about to be like, if they live in fucking suburbia, the, the, I'm gonna be no, pissed. the extremely like woodsy area of northern. Yeah, California. like fucking yeah. off an old logging road. Yeah. So, after the second child was born, like after some more time, she was given even more freedom and more chores to do, but she was also given 15 minutes of jog time around the neighborhood. Okay, wait. Well, hang on. Yep. Gotta stay fit. Remember, kids, cardio. She was allowed outside of the house, and this is where like Stockholm syndrome really comes in. Like, oh, like life's not too bad because he's now giving me like my own little free time and like luxuries. Did this, uh, did this incorporate stretching and cool down time after the run? I, I probably not. Okay. Well, I mean, say, well, if you're stuck in a box, you're gonna want to stretch out those hammies. That's true. I, I wonder honestly, like how many, um. How many people they were even around? I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, there had to be a 15 minute jog. There had to be like a someone had to drive down the road or something, like somewhat commonly, I guess. But I mean, also, if you're fucking stuck in the woods, where are you gonna go? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he like gives you free, like you can run, like you leave the house and you can run. After 15 minutes, like imagine how far you can get and hide yourself in the woods and keep moving and stuff. I don't know, but. Well, there's also, I mean, she was 20, right? So she might have been. She would have been like mid 20s by now or early 20s, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like she might have thought, well, people were down with this or into it or or whatever. I mean, I don't know. But okay. well, also the the fact of like he worked for a powerful slave trade and he threatened that if she like tried to do anything, like her yeah. family would be harmed and stuff too. He did tell her that. So I guess she is just really in like a really bad spot of if I run, like I could die and my family could be killed and all that. Yeah, I mean, also like, 
I mean, it sounds kind of obvious now to me, but I mean, the world before the internet was different. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, so you're not Googling like the name of the slave trade. Oh no, this is fake. He made that up. Okay. Moving along. <laughs> it's also a slave trade. So like, yeah, without like you, yeah, you couldn't. You know. Yeah. There's probably no info on it at all. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I was telling somebody the other day, believe it or not, people vent on Google. And he was like, really? They vent on? No, they don't. I was like, yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> the the internet has changed everything. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so on March 1981, she was actually, he actually allowed her to make a phone call home to tell him, to tell them that she was coming to visit. He had told oh, her that wow. the company had approved it. Um, basically, he used <laughs> this just to have even more power over her. And uh, her family said that she looked completely different when they arrived because uh, she did actually get to go. He drove her all the way to his to her family and dropped her off for an entire day. She got to like stay the night, and then he picked her up in the morning. Why didn't she tell? Okay, I hated it here. I'm just moving. Oh, I'm just okay. Sure. Yeah, I, it's yet again the so the nice thing about this documentary is uh she's the one like telling the story. Like she's actually oh, wow. like explaining what was going on. And it basically was yeah. and they talked to her family too. She basically said like she was just worried that if she tried anything, like he would come back with the company. Oh and, right. like her oh, whole family oh. would die. You know, crap, I can okay. For the folks who are listening to this, uh, I have a joking wilt in my voice. I keep, the internet's been around so long, I keep forgetting that, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I, okay. She believes it. Okay, she believes this is real. Yeah, it's been, it's been three years since she was taken, so at this point she's just probably like thinking that she is in a slave trade and she's just lucky she's not being sold around and stuff as a sex yeah. slave because yeah. i mean yeah like her it's bad for her but also she does have some freedom so i guess she could be thinking it could be worse with like if i were to be sold to someone else or something also like she could be sold at any moment like, exactly honestly, like like i think it was um charles manson's mom sold him for a pitcher of beer so you know whatever yeah that's I'd, I'd sell nick for three flapjacks and a high five so i'd sell myself for a cheeseburger right now <laughs> you can do that with only fans. you can get a lot of cheeseburgers if you sell yourself on only fans <laughs> no one wants to see this on only fans i think you'd be surprised I don't want to. I don't want to acknowledge it. <laughs> My foot scar would fucking earn way too much. So no, uh, no, Adam, no. So Cameron ended up picking her up the next morning, and then uh, she didn't see her family for three and a half years. Her family also said they were just so relieved to see her that they didn't want to ask like anything because like I could see that they're like we don't and like he came across as like a nice guy and stuff. So they're like in. Remember, she dropped out of high school and married a dude and then came back a year later. So maybe they were just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. She's she's off living a life. Like, we've seen her. She's alive. Like, uh, I get that was it. at least something for them. Um, I get it. 
So then when they got back, uh, for some reason, he started keeping her in the box under the bed for up to 23 hours a day. She kind of lost some privileges. Why, I don't fucking know, but he's a sadistic psychopath, so I don't know what else you would expect from him. Yeah. So then it got to the point that when uh, Cameron went to work and the kids were out at school, Janice actually would let her out of the box and they would read the Bible together. Ooh. Yeah. So so um, wholesome on stop <laughs> you stop right now <laughs> good lord yeah so they said you behave <laughs> so, so on may of 1984 colleen was allowed to uh and so it was start, allowed to start sleeping on the floor uh she was allowed to have a job she had a job uh cleaning at like a motel and um she was allowed outside of the house and could go to church with janice Okay, wait. Uh, now I have questions. Understandable. I mean, now, now I have real questions. Before I was like, okay, whatever. I'm sad, sure, okay. Are you telling me this lady had a job Yep. with a boss mm-hmm. who wanted, okay. And it was also a bonding sex slave against her will? I mean... Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm, without... I mean, he hadn't gone into this yet, but... I don't know if, if if this was an FBI. Well, it was an FBI thing then. So I don't know. Like, the... no, I think the no. behavioral analysis unit wasn't until the eighties. That and it wasn't interstate. It wasn't childs. Um, it wasn't technically sex trafficking. It was just kidnapping. So, like, I okay. guess by request they could be brought in, but that's more of a gray the, area. The, back the then. FBI was not brought in on this case. From it was not, yeah. That I so, saw. yeah, then it would okay, have been but... the actual FBI charter rules, and that's interstate sex crimes, um, anything okay. international. Yeah, okay. I don't think murder was even okay. Murder is not a federal crime. Not yet. State. Not no, mm. not now. <laughs> uh, it has to be interstate in order for it to be a federal thing. Okay. All right. Or involve the male. Here's my thing, though. Let's get back to my issue. All right. All right. Okay. You bring in another adult. With this lady having a job, you bring in at least one more adult. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Who I'm assuming would have wanted to see some paperwork at some point. A cleaner in a motel in the 80s? In bumfuck nowhere, Oregon. I mean, uh, California. Uh, how oh, oh, this she... is California. Wait, it's California. Wait, wasn't she from Oregon? She lived in Oregon, but like. Okay, but she was kidnapped in California. <sighs> okay, 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 okay. I was gonna say one if, if she was kidnapped in Oregon and brought to California, that's definitely FBI. That's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. I probably didn't say, it, but yeah, she was. She made it into California before she was kidnapped by okay, them. Okay. All she right. Had hitch- yeah, she had hitchhiked FBI. into California. Okay. So, all right. And plus, you know, here we are with the modern world. All right. Okay. Fine. Sure. Great. Because I, I feel or... like back then, for just a job is like basically like a room, like cleaning service. Probably they probably didn't really want much other than like as long as you could show up. Feel like they wouldn't have asked a whole lot. When did and also who knows? Maybe they did make her fake papers or something. They just didn't cover it. In what I saw, this when when was this in the seventies? Exactly. This would have been the in nineteen eighty four when this was 84. when she started working. I think 
you would have had to show citizenship papers by that point. By that point, I think you would have uh, needed to show well, citizenship I mean, papers. What, what did did I, also, what it, did it I, could be like a fucking like two room motel. What that, like I is see? under the radar, anyways. Years ago, though, I saw something weird where what you said eighty four, Jeff. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Uh, Reagan's Amnesty Act wasn't until eighty six, so you didn't need to show papers yet. But this would have been actually no, because this would have been about the time where ICE would have been crawling around everywhere. Yeah, but I'm assuming she was what white. Yeah. They're not gonna. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. In the eighties, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. ICE isn't gonna go looking for gonna gonna go looking at white people and be like, oh, let me see. I I mean, they were at that point. They were probably looking for Russians. Yeah, but. I guess again, this is one of those things where, but know, again, it's bumfuck nowhere, California. I guess again, this is one of those things where in 2022, there's a lot more paperwork. There's a lot more, mm-hmm. a lot more people would be asking questions, right? Right. It was yeah. probably a cash job, wasn't it? Yeah, I would assume yeah. so. I doubt she got an actual paycheck from mm-hmm. just working as a client. Oh, yeah, and so that's the other thing. If, if this was a paycheck, they're definitely, if this was a check from, like, paychecks or whatever, there definitely would have been some questions. I mean, they're definitely, you would have had to ask questions. Yeah. Well, also, not too long after this, uh, Janice and, call, like, after Janice calling it started going to church, uh, Janice sat down and talked with the pastor about, like, not specifically their situation but she was talking to him about a love triangle and he said that god would not have approved of that so that um once that was told to janice janice then went and saw colleen at work and told her that cameron is not a part of any company and that also everything that he said was a lie so she finally she finally went and broke it to colleen that everything he was telling her was an absolute lie so that's that's so insane that that the that the guy's wife was a devout Christian. I mean that, that that's literally crazy. I don't think she but, was. I think she just kind of became one after like yeah. I don't know if like after a couple of years of this happening, she was finally like okay. And she kind of like changed ways. But August tenth, nineteen eighty four. To be fair, uh, Jim Jones was a Christian, so that's true. <laughs> wah, August- wah wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> August tenth, nineteen eighty four, Colleen got a uh, got a bus home to her family. Uh, before she left, she called Cameron and told him that she was leaving, and that he was no longer in control of her. He then proceeded to cry, and she left. Okay. Seven and a half years after being kidnapped. Wow! So she moved in with her dad. She uh, told her family about being abducted, and that she did not want to report anything. Uh, she was basically in the mindset of like, "I'm out of it. I don't want to deal with it anymore." I'm free. I just want to live my life now. Okay. Um, so she uh, she did keep up with Janice, though. Um, and then oh. Janice begged her not to go to the police because Cameron promised her that he would change. And yet again, Colleen agreed. She didn't want to go to the police. Uh, three months later, though, uh, she did end up, she had another job. She was a cleaner in a hospital. And she was trying to date again, which I feel like was a wildly fast way to go about it after three months after being a sex slave for three uh seven and a half years i mean (laughs) yeah i i don't know but at this time janice had take uh had taken the kids and left cameron 
Uh, she called Colleen and told her that the police were coming and wanted to talk to her about Cameron. Yeah. And then uh, Janice had told the police that he had kidnapped two women, uh, Colleen, who had gotten away, and one yeah. that he had killed before. Well, here's a thought that I've got. Because how, how old did we say this this uh, young lady was? At this point, she'd uh, be 27, almost 28. Okay, no, in the beginning. She was 20 when she got kidnapped. Okay. And somebody went to a preacher, and did she go to the preacher, or did the, did the wife go? No, to the no, preacher? the wife went to the preacher to talk about a love, okay. like, okay. What a, like, oh, what would God think of a love triangle? So here's a thing I'm going to say, and I'm not saying this is what I even think. But what if the two ladies, or at least partially, thought this was a love triangle? And of course, it's not. But, right. You know, and also, like, I mean, damn. Like, why are we over here thinking that she was right in the head to begin with? I'm not victim blaming, but, you know, obviously there are reasons that she didn't run off, you know. Stockholm. Yeah. That's that's classic classic Stockholm. I mean, there's a famous made famous by Dave Chappelle uh bit, comedy bit that I actually remember. Like I remember the news story about the the little girl that chewed through the tape and ran away. Yeah. Like she you know. Just saying. Yeah. This whole I don't know, this whole case had my mind boggled while going through it. Just I don't <sighs> I don't yeah. get it, but Stockholm is yet again like Nick said. It's a crazy thing. Mm. It so. can happen in seventy-two hours. It can happen over months. He had seven years. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's true. Yeah, seven years. So right. I guess less than that because he gave her those privileges, but still. Yeah, so. but how far? I mean, how far are you going in fifteen minutes? true yeah it's she's probably extremely out of shape she's probably they say jogging i doubt it was much of even that it was probably it's more probably of a brisk just, walk probably mm-hmm. just walking around i mean it's just to get stretch your legs yeah. probably emaciated yeah. in and some way probably the reason why he did that might have been because you know health issues or health concerns or yeah try to keep her like in a better shape as long as he can while still like, I mean, having her not capable of doing a lot. I mean, how long into the thing did the running breaks start happening? Oh, I don't that I don't know the exact timeline of. Well, probably. Well, whatever. Most likely there was some form of vitamin D deficiency at that point. So chalk all that into it. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you they're not feeding her limes to rent scurvy. So vitamin C deficiency. Oh, yeah. yeah, probably not. They fed her. Around. I don't know what they fed her. I don't know if it was like legit meals or if it was just like fucking scraps. Probably not like multivitamins or anything. Yeah. And who knows how often they fed her mm-hmm. for all we know. Um, so the Chico Police Department found that on January 31st, 1976, um, Marie Spanicky uh, disappeared and was to this day still missing. Uh, she was hitchhiking and picked up by a couple. Same MO. Obviously, Cameron and his wife had gotten her, uh, taken her back to his, to their place. They brought her downstairs. And he decided that he wanted to cut out her vocal cords, 
uh, vocal cords to keep her quiet. Uh, during this time, though, while he was doing it, he realized uh, that, that he didn't know how to do that. So he just killed her. Wait, he killed the person that he kept? or Yeah, yeah. Like the first person he got. Okay, say that again. So he, he kidnapped her and he realized that he wanted to like cut out her vocal cords to keep her quiet. Uh-huh. So he attempted to, but during it, he realized he had no idea how to do that. Okay, but you're talking about the first person. Yeah, yeah. This is the first person that uh, who, Maurice Banneke. Who was kidnapped when? In 1976, so a year prior. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Huh? He just fucking, I don't, so I, I don't know, man. I don't get it. He just, in his head, he was like, oh, I want to keep, I'm assuming that's why he made the box with carpeting inside of it so yeah. they would stay quiet without yeah. having to cut out anyone's vocal cords. So did this guy get the chair or, I mean, what happened? No. He was, no? Uh, he, he just gets sentenced. But we'll get to okay. why All on right. that. Okay. Um, so they ended up disposing of the body by burying it on a side road of Highway 44, which was a fairly far distance from where they lived. So that's why it was never really put together when she was missing. All right. Uh, Janice told the police that she could take them to the body, and the police gave her immunity if they if she did that, and if she would testify against her husband. So that's why Janice get, doesn't get charged with anything in this. Okay. I mean, um, fair. That yeah, that's probably the smartest. Well, also, move. right. She's probably also. To, I mean, to be fair, without her testimony, it turns into a he said, she said. Exactly. Also, to be fair, like you, you don't really know how willing she is in all of this. Like you don't. Yeah, there's a plenty of psychological trauma there, really especially since know. he met her when she was 15. So he could have just groomed yeah. her the entire time. And also, I could totally see where some DA somewhere would be like, "Yeah, how do we know this isn't the tip of an iceberg?" I mean. How do we know this isn't something? Right. Uh, so she leads them around, but they are unsuccessful to find the body. Oh. But they do end up arresting Cameron after they talk to Colleen. All right. So, but he lawyers up and he doesn't speak. Oh. So they go and they search. They obviously search his house where they find all of the stuff. They find the boxes, the chains, the chain contraption that pulled her. Um. They found the box under the bed. They also found that he had plans because he had renovated a shed in the backyard. They noticed that he had plans to kidnap more people. The prosecutor for this case was 26-year-old Christine McGuire, who was also the only female attorney in the county at the time. Uh, First, she had to prove that Colleen was held against her will because Cameron's defense was that he kidnapped her and he kept her, but he let her go, but she stayed anyways. So that was his defense, was that she was willingly staying after a while. So another problem was that uh, Colleen was really detached. She wasn't like, so we'll talk about it. When she goes up to testify, she is emotionless. Like, she's just so done with the whole experience and doesn't want to relive it that she just doesn't show emotion. So they think that that's going to hurt. The pro like they think that's gonna hurt mm. the prosecution because she just doesn't have any remorse or not remorse, but like any emotions towards it, and they're gonna think that that's gonna play better for him that she was willing to be there. Um, 
So Christine started off by showing how Cameron's plans were, uh, how he had plans that of for his contraptions and how they were built, and that uh, Janice was the brunt of the fantasies before uh, he ended up kidnapping two women. Um, Janice also told everything Cameron did to Colleen while she was on the stand, and then when Colleen went up, like I said, she showed no emotion, but uh, Christine ended up having the contraptions brought in and had volunteers get in them because she didn't want to put Colleen back through it, but basically to show how they were used, just to show that like obviously no human being would be willing to fucking live like this for years on end. And mm-hmm. yeah. So then the thing that kind of threw this case through a loop though was that the defense then produced quote unquote love letters that were from mm. Colleen before and after the kidnapping. Mm. And then they also produced phone calls that she made to Cameron after she had left him and returned back home. So then pair that with the freedom that she had while she was kidnapped, like um, while she was there and kidnapped by him, uh, it made it a pretty difficult case. But Cameron did go up on the stand and he said while he was on the stand that um, she ended up falling in love with him and that um, that the that Janice and Colleen had tag, uh, teamed up to make it look, make him look guilty. And then he said, then he threw out there that uh, it's actually because the two women were in love with each other and no longer wanted him in the way. But the, uh, the thing that broke this fucking case was Christine brought in a forensic psychologist, uh, Chris Hatcher, who broke down what happens to someone who was kidnapped and treated that way and broke down the rule, like basically how Stockholm syndrome works. And how it can affect someone and like basically exactly how Nick said it can happen in a couple days. It can happen over months, years, but once it's set in, like good luck getting someone out of it because they're just going to be fully fallen thinking that the person, their abductor is not that bad of a human being. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, so I'm interested in history, right? And when I was in college, I studied human sexuality. It's really fascinating what human beings can put themselves through. Yeah. Especially if, if, if they think it's not even normal, just normal adjacent. Like, not even where you think it's normal, just, you know, it, it's close enough basically i mean plus i mean i mean i've known codependent people right <laughs> you yeah know, like honestly i mean yeah she was 20 like how much does she really right. know about like love i guess like and, and how also, to be treated by someone especially with also, her parents being divorced and also like maybe she thought that was normal yeah and like nor- some not normal, but normal adjacent or just yeah. close enough or that or... there is like other people like him out there. Like this is like there are people who want like a sex slave and like there are people who are sex slaves. Yeah. It's it's getting in like back to like what Nick and I are saying. Like Stockholm syndrome is is just wild. Like mm. especially with the first case of it that ever caused 
you know, mm-hmm. the name of Stockholm syndrome, like just with the hostages of a bank thinking that the people who were holding them hostage weren't that bad of people and they were actually protecting them. like I don't know. It's wild how your brain will do anything to cope with a situation. I mean police, the the police like they have good cop, bad cop for a reason. Right. Well after two and a half days of um mm-hmm. debating on if uh he's guilty or not, they did end up finding him guilty in ten out of the eleven counts. I don't know what that one count is that they didn't find him guilty of, but he was he was actually really shocked by this and completely confused. He was one of those people that didn't understand why the fuck he was sentenced or found guilty, but he uh, he was sentenced to 104 years in prison. I'm going to assume he wasn't given the chair because they never found the body of the other girl, so they could never actually prove if he killed someone. Wait, hang on. I was checking my DMs and a really important guest finally confirmed they were going to talk to me. (laughs) I, I could have sworn you just said that he wasn't, he didn't think he did anything wrong. Yeah. Okay. What the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, yes. He was, he was confused on the fact that he was found guilty. I don't know if he didn't think that he did anything wrong or if he thought his defense was good enough saying that she stuck around after he let her go that wow. he thought that was good enough that he wouldn't be charged when yet again that's still if you say in your defense that yes i kidnapped them and i kept them but i let them go and they stuck around you still you still How, said you kidnapped someone i mean <laughs> you still confessed now i have questions i mean what was his dad doing you know, like what was his dad? What did it? What did his dad do? Right. Like, how did he think this was not? Or okay, if he thought this was sort of normal adjacent, why did he think that? Number one, number two, Jesus God. So that's a really shitty thing because, like, he <laughs> um, he's never talked since. Like, he's never talked to anyone about any of this. Like after going to prison. So that's why, like, there's not a lot about his early life and stuff. Because I, I too, would love to know what it was like when he grew up. Because, like I said, with Janice, she was she was abused by her family. So that's why it was so easy for her to go into a relationship with him at the yeah. age of 15, being groomed by him and still abused and stuff. She's just, she yeah. that would have been what she thought love was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But him, like, he had, like, Right, like he had to be abused as a child or something, right? In some way, shape, or form. There's something. There was something going on, some kind of where. I mean, yeah, something was up, for real. Um. So to this day, no one has been charged with uh, Marie's disappearance, and no body's been found. So yet again, that's why I think he. Also, I, California doesn't have the death penalty, right? It did then. They it did to. then. Yeah, they it definitely to. did then. So I mean. I'm assuming that's why he, he didn't get it because they never found a body and couldn't actually convict him of murder. I would assume that's my, I mean, Nick, you, you're, you're a legal guy. I would assume. Yeah, uh, I'm currently looking up this thing. And now, oh, fucking California doesn't even have California actually has not banned death penalty. It has a moratorium on the death penalty. It has a more yeah. I was gonna say because they used to fry people. Mm-hmm. I know they used to fry people. 
Jeff, when did <laughs> when did uh when was he convicted? Probably 1984, 1985, somewhere in there. California instituted the moratorium in 1972. Okay, that's before this even happened. Yeah, so this happened all before this these crimes happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, outside, uh, I mean, outside of that, that's that's all I got for notes. That's that I is mean, the end of this case. Damn. I mean, yeah. Thoughts, everyone. <laughs> Last remarks, whatever questions, anything. Brian. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking. How old is he now? He's born fifty three. So actually, no. Uh, next year he'll be seventy. Wow. On something like this, where the evidence is a little, little. I understand him. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. I don't like it. I understand. If there's going to be a case where it isn't, where there isn't a death penalty, fine. I'll take it. (laughs) I guess this is fine. Mm. 104 years. Like, I. Well, this says 90. What I'm looking at right now says 95 years, but the documentary was 104. Mm. So I don't know if maybe he paroled or something. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's, He's not getting out. Well, you, you know, you, you can get stuff wrong. I don't mean that. I don't know if you guys know that, but. Yeah, that's yeah, you true. Can, you can get stuff wrong. I mean, we've never been wrong. Don't you ever um, fucking say that again. Uh, I'd argue that about 40% of what we say is wrong. But I mean, wow. I, I thought it was an interesting case. Uh, seven yeah. and a half years and she just yeah. walked away. One day she just was like, she got told, yeah. oh, he's lying to you. And he, she's like, oh. All yeah. right, bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's, I don't know, man. What people can do to other people is crazy. It just reminds me of uh, what's uh, uh, the dude that was in Cleveland that had like two or three girls like locked up in his house for fucking years. I'm not going to remember that name and I'm not going to effort that name, man. Oh, God. I know who you're talking about. I feel like everyone knows. Yeah, who I know. Because it was, it was like in 2013 or something that it yeah. came out. It was it was like 2016. I I don't know, man. That just sounds kind of Ariel Castro. That's it. Yep. I'm sure that shit happened. I mean, I'm sure shit happened like that all the time. I um, feel like there's still a lot of it, probably. Like sex trafficking is still a huge oh, problem. Oh, for sure. I feel sure. like there's still some crazy. I mean, shit. Even with like Epstein, like yeah, it wasn't like well, I like mean, that was still a whole wild thing. I I try not to think of that stuff honestly. Yeah, <laughs> this well, world's fucked. The more that it, like we do this podcast, the more I fucking hate everything. Well, pro tip, me, kids. Let me uh, let me turn more... let me turn the table. So what have you learned going in? I uh, well, I mean, Nick and I already have degrees in law enforcement, so I mean, I already knew the world was fucked. But carry a gun everywhere. It's just. I think what I've learned is like because I've always liked true crime, but like I always knew like the big serial killers and stuff. And then like <laughs> you get into it and it's like the amount of like stuff you just don't when you scratch off the surface of like serial killers on true crime, the amount of like people who aren't like serial killers, like this guy killed one person but kidnapped someone and held them for seven and a half years, shit mm. like that is fucking crazy and also that there are a lot of really fucking stupid criminals out there that think they can get oh. away with murder <laughs> oh for sure for sure i used to know a guy who had 
he was a lot older than me, but he had some crazy story about about his neighbor. Like he was convinced his neighbor was a serial killer or had been a serial <clears throat> killer somewhere else. Okay. And I don't know, I was like the more I think about that story as an older person, the more those stories as an older person, the more I'm like, I could kind of see it because people are crazy. Shit's crazy. Shit's really crazy. You know what I'm saying? I could kind of see it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all I got. Uh, Nick, Adam, you guys got anything you want to add? Uh, ladies, before uh, arriving home at night, please check your uh, Bluetooth on your phone. Make sure there's no Apple tags in your car, as that is what human traffickers are doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, check uh, behind license plates and everything. Your gas Just cap. Like, be- yep. Your gas. Before gas before cap. you arrive home, get on your phone, search Bluetooth, make sure there's no Apple tags on your car. That's a good tip. Also, dudes too. Everybody, everybody, be checking for. Honestly, yeah, kids, everyone. <laughs> if you kid, if you if you for some reason are listening to us, one fucking stop. You should stop. Yeah, <laughs> your parents. But have a stop after we give you this helpful tidbit of information. If you have a phone, check your Bluetooth. To see if there's Apple tags on you anywhere. Yep. Don't slip it into your backpack. Yep. Some weird. Fucking thing. those should not be sold ever. What was the? I mean, honestly, it was like, like to keep track of luggage and shit, like your purse. Yeah, um, like you um, slide, you yeah. slide one in your wallet, so that way, if you ever yeah. lose your wallet, like, it's I, I amazing get it. how Apple I, somehow made human trafficking easier. Yeah, yeah like, it's like I finds my iPhone. There definitely for need else. to be safeguards on that to like something. Yeah. You, hey, I'm I'm yeah. a proud Android guy. Android all the way. Same. 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 That's all of us. Yep. <laughs> all right um ben thanks again uh go ahead and plug plug yourself again plug whatever you would so like I, here i do the history voyager podcast um i have a new revamped website um my podcast is in the top 10 percent in the world um i currently do where i talk to people about this crazy world that we live in um you know because we're living through a communication revolution we just may, might not realize it but I had uh, I started out as a deep dive podcast into the Spanish flu pandemic and also COVID nineteen, and I was at one time the fifteenth most downloaded podcast on COVID in any language on earth. And ask me if I'm proud of that. Go ahead, ask me. <laughs> um, I used to wake up every morning to like emails thanking people, like thanking me for saving their lives or helping <laughs> them save. I'm not kidding. It was crazy. It's literally crazy. We get hate mail once every two years. It's pretty nice. Yeah. I don't. I'm sorry. I like it. I'm no, I love it. <laughs> it. It's one time. It's happened once. Our podcast has been around for two years. So. The, hate mail feels <laughs> the oh, one that we it. got it wasn't even good hate mail. It was more of like a weird compliment. It fueled, yeah. us, for, it fueled us for about six months, though. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for listening. If you go down in the description of this, um, of this episode, you can find our link tree. Uh, has all of our social medias has anywhere you can find the podcast but yet again if you're listening you already fucking know where it is because you're listening uh top of that is our link to our patreon you go there at the one dollar tier you can get our access to our discord and you can watch adam and i to do our movie review podcast uh we just released whatever the fuck we did for august what what's your uh <laughs> have you guys seen nope yet no i've not seen nope Oh. <laughs>
Oh, oh you got a note. I feel like that's something I haven't been awake for. I've seen, for none, of, I've seen none of Jordan Peele's stuff. Jeff and I have seen both, I think. You've I've seen yeah, yeah. Well, we saw one together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I've heard it's good. I want to see it. I, I have liked both of the movies that he's put out so far. That's going to be like a Tuesday, uh, Tuesday nights at my uh, local theater. They do $5 <laughs> Tuesdays. So that's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> the, thing about, the thing about Nope that I love is it might not be the it's like there's a thing that, that is happening but it might not be an alien like he leaves it open to where this might actually not be an alien yeah that's a nice thing about like kind of all of his movies they always kind of have like an openish ending to them <laughs> yeah oh this is very much not an open ending it's an open middle okay <laughs> the wrinkle is in the middle okay the, yeah um, $3 tier, you get all the unedited episodes, so you can watch all the shit that gets cut out that isn't okay to make it into a normal podcast, but we'll let you see it if you pay, pay us, so. <laughs> Outside of that, I got nothing else. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, yeah. Nick, do the roar. Roar! <laughs> <laughs>